I'm actually from Louisville, Kentucky, so I'm actually a little bit closer to where you are. Okay. At. Yeah. Um, and then when, when I was a senior in high school, my family moved. I've got four sisters. My okay. family moved to uh, Mississippi, and that's where I, when I went off to college, um, I went to Alabama. Uh-huh. So, um, just had connections through Jay Tranch and friends that went there. And I was like, Hey, they're really good at football. That sounds fun. So I yeah. think I'll go there. So, yeah. um, anyways, but it was, it was really actually hard. Cause my mom, that the month, maybe two months before I got, I went to Alabama, she got diagnosed with stage four colon cancer and right. a tumor. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then like, no one wants to leave. Like I was like, I'm leaving my home where all my friends grew up. So like, whenever I go home, this is not my home anymore. Yeah. So it was like two really, really hard things. And then, um, I went to Alabama and so I really just wasn't in a good place. I grew up in a Christian school and my parents, you know, took us to church on Sundays. We went to a, a really large church in Louisville yeah. and, but it wasn't, it was like everything came crashing down my freshman year of college. Uh-huh. Um, my mom, I didn't know if my mom was, I mean, all the girls I was going through rush and all of the girls were wondering whether or not they were going to get the sorority. And I was wondering if she was going to wake up from her surgery. I mean, yeah. it was really, um, it was really just a sucky time yeah. to be honest. And then, um, I, so I made a lot of bad decisions and yeah. um, I made a lot of decisions that I regret and a lot of decisions that weren't, um, let me just say that they weren't Christ honoring. So, um, I got to this point where, um, I like had battled depression and I literally would go into my college dorm room. I would turn the lights off and I would just lay in my bed and I would, I would, I would just, I I would like, even when my roommate would come in, I Uh would pretend that I was asleep because I was like, I don't want anyone to talk to me. I was just like, I was so far, um, in this, this like black hole that I did not think I was going to come out. Yeah. Um, and anything, anything that I grew up knowing, it was out the window. It was like, this is not real. This God is not real. Like life is hard and it's sucky and I just don't want to do it anymore. Uh Um, so about uh, right after my freshman year um, of college, I went to J Tranch and, um, I had been there before, but I went as a staffer okay. and, um, it, man, it was either, it, it just, and it was either my freshman or sophomore year of college, but mm-hmm. it, it was just like, God met me there. Yeah. And there was this moment where I legitimately saw, this is all I know how to describe it. Uh-huh. I, I like don't have visions and dreams and I know people get real weird when you start talking about visions and dreams Uh um, I remember being like God I just I need to know I need to know if this is real I I just I need to know who you are and so like it was like I was sitting there in prayer and I saw this vision of my life like literally like it was like a highlight reel of my life from the past Uh and it was like everywhere that I saw there was a hard moment that I was like, God, where are you? I saw him in the background. It was crazy. Yeah. And it was like, when I found out, when I got the call, um, that my mom called me and she was like, Hey, I have cancer and I have stage four cancer and malignant tumor. Yeah. I saw him in that room. Cause I remember falling to the floor and I wow. remember him not being there. And so I was, it was just like all of the bad things in my life. I remember seeing God and I was like, Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. 
he is real and he's yeah. in everything. He's in all the details. Yeah. And at that point, because I feel like this is a point that like every Christian comes to, it's your faith has to become your own. And you have to decide whether or not that this God is for you and he is not against you. He is real and he is moving and he is active and everything you said is true and all of his promises for you are yes and amen. Uh-huh. And you have to decide that because it doesn't matter. Yes, church and like Christianity and like even going to a Christian school, those set all good foundations, but it was all head knowledge and not heart knowledge. Uh-huh. And so everything that I knew, yeah, if someone was like, what's John three 16, I'm like, I can tell you it in my sleep. Yeah. But it doesn't, it's not until you make a decision. And I feel like for the most part for women and for people in general, it comes from, I live out on my own and I'm in college. Now I have to decide for myself, do I want to live in faith or do I want to, you know, walk away from it? And that's why the majority of people walk away from faith in college Yeah. or the statistics. That's what they say. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Um, that's probably a long, long story, but my yeah. husband and I met, um, my sophomore. So funny. I got, um, I got to the point where I was like, you know what, Lord, it is me and you. We are going to figure this yeah. out. We are, it's like, we are going to date for the first time all over again. Yeah. I'm going to get to know you all over again. Yeah. And you're going to become real to me. And I'm going to stop reading this book like a textbook. And I'm going to start reading it like a love story. Yeah. And so as soon as I decided to do that, I was like, all of the bad decisions that I made um, in my freshman year, I was like, I'm not even going to do boys. The boys are not on my radar. I don't even know. They are gross and they still have cooties. And I'm not concerned about them. Yeah. And um, literally, as soon as I said that, um, my husband walked into my life. And yeah. I tried to break up. But he, you can ask him. I tried to break up with him three times. Yeah. And he literally stood he goes, he's just looking at me and he goes, it wasn't three times, but he'll sit here and he'll, I'll tell you, he was, we were on the porch at my house that I lived in in college and uh-huh. I was breaking up with him. I was like, this is just, this, this is from, you know, this yeah. is not from God and I need to be focused on God. And yeah. um, he was like, I'm not, you're not, I was like, we need to break up. And he was like, no, yeah. I'm not, not going to let you break up with me. And I love I was that. Like, okay, well, I'm going to go to sleep and I'm, we're broken up. And he was like, well, yeah. I'm going to go to sleep and we're not broken <laughs> up. And he literally called me the next morning and he was like, oh, we're not broken up. I know you think that we are, but we're not. And so, That's so really, funny. honestly, the rest is history. We got married uh-huh. in May of 2014. So, okay. and we've been, gosh, Jake, we've been married five years, six months. That's crazy. Um, well, we, since, I mean, I'm one of five, I have four sisters and both of my sisters, um, one of them has five kids that are all under seven. And wow. then I have another sister who has three kids under five. So, wow. um, and then my mom is, my husband and I are both one of five. Okay. So we were both got married with the intentions of, we want a big family. We love big families. We yeah. want to have kids early. We were young. I mean, we have been dating. Um, we had a year of dating and then a year and a half engagement and then we were just like, we were ready. Like, yeah. I, I don't really know. I think when you know, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's easy to start that process. And so we enjoyed our time in marriage. But, you know, since we had already been together for so long, in our opinion, we had already been together so long. Yeah. Since two years older than me, uh-huh. a bunch of his friends were having kids. And, and he just wanted them. And I was I was there with him. I was like, I want what you want, too. So yeah. let's do this. And so um, in November of 2016, mm-hmm. we began the process of praying into our family 
kids. And I say praying into our family because there is a lot of knowledge about, you know, all of the things that, you know, you can track to get pregnant. We were not there. We were like, we were just like, Lord, we're just putting it in your hands and we just want kids. Yes. So, um, we started it in November of 2016 and, um, six months went by and we just were not like, we started gaining knowledge, um, on just like, you know, the 24 hours that it is, that is this and the, yeah. the very technical terms. Uh-huh. I know that no one wants a sex ed class, you know, yeah. out in your projects. So yeah. I'm just going to jump over that part. But, yeah. Um, in April of 2016, we got pregnant with Sawyer okay. and, um, I found out May, uh, first I found out right before mother's day that we okay. were pregnant with her and we were, I mean, we were living with my parents. So that was an interesting conversation. Hey, we're pregnant. Yeah. And, um, we were just like overjoyed and there is so much, gosh, when I just say it out loud, the naiveness that you have when you get pregnant for the first time and you don't think anything can happen and you have a baby inside of you, there's nothing like that feeling. There's nothing like that. Nothing can touch me feeling. Uh And, um, so I carried her April and I carried her May and sometime in June, um, I was having all of the symptoms and they just stopped one day. And, um, I called my husband and I was like, you know, Hey Jake, like I am not, feeling anything he was like this is a good you know people tell you it's good that you're not feeling anything Uh you are going to have an easy first trimester and I was like no like I feel like something's off yeah and we had gone to our appointment to hear the heartbeat and we heard the heartbeat and everything was great everything was tracking they were like we'll see you in a couple weeks and I and I don't know what to to describe it other than I just knew. So I called yeah. my doctor and I was like, Hey, I know you're going to think I'm crazy. I just saw you two days ago or three days ago. Um, but I need to talk to you. Hold on. Hey, hold on one second. Okay. I'm just making sure it's okay. So, okay. um, so I was like, you know, I need to figure out. Um, so I called her and she was like, yes, um, come on in. We'll do an ultrasound. And I made Jake go in with me. And we got back in that ultrasound room. And that woman, you know, pulled it up on the screen and there was no heartbeat. Yeah. And she looked at me and I'll say, she said words I'll never forget. She said, I'm so sorry. There's no heartbeat. Were you expecting this? Yeah. And I... How does anyone expect that? Yeah. Like, how does anyone expect to be like, hey, your your child died inside of you? Yeah. And then you go through the process of, what did I do? What did I eat? What did I this? What did the uh-huh. mom kill? And, 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 and just all of the things. And so because of just the process that I went through, the doctor, we waited it out a little bit. And um, mm-hmm. my body was not recognizing that there was no heartbeat. So my body was still like, Hey, like, even though I hadn't felt anything, my body was not, you know, Hey, there's nothing wrong. So we're just going to keep trekking. So my doctor was, gave me the the choice. She was like, listen, if you, um, if you like don't want to have surgery, then, I mean, you could be, you could carry this baby for the next 
however many months until your body recognizes it. It could be one day, it could be two weeks, it could be six months. And I was like, what? Yeah, that's crazy. Because I, my body was not recognizing it. I decided to get, um, a surgery, the surgery. And, um, that's like a long conversation. If anyone ever walks through a miscarriage, then yeah. I can give you the reasons why. Uh-huh. Um, but anyways, and then they did all of the genetic testing with that, the, you know, figuring out what it is and because they wanted to know, Hey, we just heard a heartbeat. Why it was the problem. And so, um, the doctor came up to me, had all of the tests and she was like, it was unexplainable. Everything's I'm looking at all of her testing and everything was fine. I don't know why. Yeah. And I, that is even, even harder pill to swallow because you're like, most people are like, well, there was a chromosome where there was this. And mm-hmm. she looked at me and she was like, I'm so sorry. It's unexplainable. Yeah. So, um, I, I grieved her. I, I'm putting a lot of emphasis on Sawyer because I grieved her. The, I think I grieved her harder than I've grieved anything in my life. Yeah. Um, I quit my job. I, it, it, I went right back to that place where I was with my mom and cancer and starting a new school and, and moving away from home. And I went to this place where I was like, I, I can't, I, I can't go on from here. Yeah. Um, I went back into depression I was I got back into my counselor mental health is a huge thing and I'm a huge advocate of it and I was seeing her once a week she was keeping an eye on me because I was just like I cannot go on I, I and I knew and then it got to this where okay God I know who you are I trust you and I have all of these things but I just lost my child yeah I didn't sign up for this uh-huh. I didn't sign up for this. And yeah. um, then it didn't just get to where I was in high school where it was like, do you believe in God or do you not believe in God? It mm-hmm. got to the point of what do you believe about the God that you serve? Yeah. What do you believe about him? Who is he? What do you know about him? Is he good yeah. in, in these in these dark situations? And I'm, I would be lying to you if I said that I grieved her in a godly way yeah. because I was mad I was angry every morning I got on my knees and I gave it to him uh-huh. and I was like this is not okay and this is not the way it's supposed to be and then the hardest thing about a miscarriage is it's isolating and yeah. right as you're walking through it Satan whispers Mm-hmm. And he's like, it goes back to the Garden of Eden when he, and tell me if I'm being too long. Like, no, no, no. Listen, you need to wrap this up. Yeah. Okay. I'm long-winded. I know that about yeah. myself. So um, in the Garden of Eden, when Satan gets to Eve, he asks her, are you really sure that God said this? I'm going to cry. He's like, are you yeah. really sure God said this? And I got to this point after Sawyer where I was so isolated and I was walking in my pain and no one knew that's the hardest thing about a miscarriage. Yeah. No one knows what you're walking through and you are grieving a loss and you are grieving a life because it doesn't matter how long that that life lived inside of you. It is a life nonetheless. And I believe in life at conception. Yeah. So I, she was already my daughter. Mm-hmm. She was, I was already 20 years and walking at her, watching her walk down the aisle and playing with her when she was two and braiding her hair when she was seven. I was already there. Yeah. And I, and during that time, I heard the whispers, the same whispers that Eve heard when she said, when he said, did God really say, did, is God really good? 
Yeah. Are you sure yeah. she didn't deserve it? She didn't do anything wrong. She didn't even have life. What do you believe about God? Mm-hmm. And so I got off all social media. I um, I literally, I, I don't want to be like, I went all off the grid. But yeah. I went off the grid. Like, yeah. You could not find me unless you had my personal phone number or knew where I lived. Yeah. And I didn't speak to anyone. I didn't talk to my friends. Like, my college friends called me after this happened because, like, listen, we didn't know what was going on with you. And, like, you yeah. let us in. And, and I, because I just didn't think I would understand because every single time I would talk to someone about her, she would go, they would go, I would hear something like, oh, well, miscarriage is really common. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, at least you found out early. Or, oh, I had someone say, well, uh, did they get it all in your surgery? Because, you know, if they don't get it all, it can turn into a tumor and basically kill you. And I was like, yeah, I'm not talking to anyone about it. No one understands whatever. Uh You cannot level with someone who has had a miscarriage until you've had one. Uh-huh. I, just, I just, especially moms who write other moms off, like that have had miscarriages. I, mm-hmm. I it, it fires me up because I'm like, you have no room to talk until it's until it's you. Yeah, and 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 you're walking in that grief, and so I grieved her, and um, I I literally told God I was like, I'm not. I, we are in a season. I'm in a winter season, and actually it was summer, but I was like in a winter season yeah. with God, and I was like, I'm going dark. I'm going off the grid. I'm going. I'm not reading anything but my Bible. I'm eating, sleeping, drinking the Word because I have to taste that you're good. Yeah. And I cannot go on with my life until I know for sure. Yeah. And um, so we were trying to get pregnant, and because I was like, I just need to see, and um. My doctor uh, didn't know why, but we could not conceive. I don't know. Most people can conceive right after a miscarriage, but she was like, I don't know. You've carried before. Not sure. Um, So we, uh, a couple months in, we started infertility treatments. um, Yeah. Like infertility medication, trigger shots was not, we did not um, have to go through IVF. Yeah. Um, But we got to that last month. And, um, I finally got to this place with God. We went to Disney with my family, which we go every year. We went to Disney and I finally was like, I mean, it was like the hardest, just, it, it was not as hard as lost there, but yeah. we went and, um, I remember being like, okay, God, um, I, I don't need kids. I, I finally got to this place with God in November where I was like, even if not, even if my house is just me and Jake, even if it's just me and Jake. Yeah. That is enough for me, and you are enough for me, and I'm going to be okay, uh-huh. even though I'm probably going to crave this for a really long time because I'm a highly emotional guy, <laughs> um, and so with that being said, that next month, they were like, listen, if this doesn't work this next month, we need to start talking about your other options, Yeah, and um, we just were like, we looked at it as like not even a last ditch effort. We were just like, hey, it hasn't worked for seven months. It's probably not going to work. Yeah. And um, I got pregnant that month. Wow. And oh my gosh, I, that season of my pregnancy with Baron, I was the happiest I think I've ever been in my entire life. Uh-huh. Minus after I just born. I, I, at that season was such a redemptive season. For mm-hmm. me, with me and with God, and man, I had so much to praise Him for, and it was just a sweet, sweet season. And, yeah. Um, so I carried him for. I'm sorry, I'm having to like no worries. 
my emotions in. No worries. I carried him until uh, he was 35 weeks. I never had a problem with my pregnancy. And at 35 weeks, I went in to get checked because you go once a week at that point. And I was ready to hold my boy. And I had always wanted a little boy. And yeah. I always wanted a boy for Jake. And at 35 weeks, I like... I went into the doctor and he was like, you're measuring like you're 40 weeks and three days and something's a little off. I'm going to send you to a high risk doctor. Um, there's a little bit more to that part of the story, but he's like, I'm going to send you to a high risk doctor uh-huh. just to, to be okay. And I mean, I remember leaving the doctor and him being like, I'm not that concerned. And ultrasound tech was like, you're going to get some high definition pictures. Yeah. Right. And I like left there and I was like, it's, you know, and then I called my sisters and, you know, everyone's like, well, this person and this person, you're going to have that baby early and everything's going to be okay. And you've made it 35 weeks, like the quality of life for a 35 week, like they can live if they're born. And so I was going through all those scenarios and I was not worried. And I was watching the office or something just because yeah. I, I literally was 40 carrying almost 41 weeks when like yeah. I was only 35 so I couldn't even be on my legs wow it yeah hurt so bad. Uh-huh. And his, his uh, pregnancy was like really a lot of weight and um, my water broke at home and I had a border panel borderline panic attack um, called my midwife and she was like you need to get to the hospital right now my hospital was an hour and a half away yeah Called my sister, no one answered. Called my other sister, no one answered. Called my mom, my mom was out of town. Called my husband, no one answered. And so, like, I'm, like, borderline panicky. Yeah. And they were calling me the Hoover Dam girl <laughs> because my water, my sister was at my house for two hours cleaning. Wow. Um, cleaning my house after I was alone. And and, and um, it was just a lot of fluid and I didn't realize how big of an issue that was until um, I got to the hospital and they were like, listen, we're going to have to bring the NICU team in. And I knew that. I was 35 weeks. So I was like, hey, he's just going to need some help breathing. Yeah. And everything's going to be okay. Um, I didn't get epidural. So um, I had to get Pitocin because they were like, you know, my labor with him was just like super traumatic. I got Pitocin, which intensifies your contractions and, and really hurts. Um, it actually makes it more intense um, and so um, I've, I've labored for 16 hours um, and because his heart rate this is why I didn't his heart rate dropped every contraction I had so about four people would rush into my room every single time I would have a contraction almost because they were like what is going on? And my midwife is in there. Yeah. They were like, what is going on? And so they were like, we're just going to call the doctor. And um, I ended up not having to like, praise the Lord, have C-section or anything. And he was, Bear was just in distress. And yeah. I couldn't really, we couldn't, we, no one knew why because his pregnancy was fine. It wasn't a, like, I, and I didn't even make it to my high risk appointment. Yeah. And um, so they were like, we brought the NICU team. So um, there were about almost 20 people in the room when he was born. And, I'm going to cry again. I'm yeah, sorry. No worries. Um, they, I birthed him and just all these feelings that I thought I was going to have, these, this, these memories that I thought I was going to have um, just just went out the window. And yeah. They took him away right away. Like they took him 
November of 2017 and signed the paper and found out I was pregnant December 24th wow. and was like, what? <laughs> Still continued to go through the process and um, my daughter was born September 2nd and she's okay. amazing. Her name's Ayla James and then we adopted Bowen in January of 2019. First of all, I want to say this. When you know who God is and when you love God and you decide, like I said earlier, that his promises for you are yes and amen, uh-huh. despite your circumstances, he's easy to praise. Yeah. Like it's never it's never a hard battle for me to praise God. Yeah. Because there is always something that you can find because gratitude should always be on your lips, especially like I am around a lot of people. Um, just the way that America is getting in the culture and like, you know, entitlement and everything. Yeah. Well, I always can like I wake up and every morning I'm like, I have breath in my lungs. And the thing is, is my son never had breathed on his own. He never opened his eyes. And yeah. so when you walk a season like that mm-hmm. and you walk outside and you woke up this morning and your eyes are open, yeah. man, that's the first place you got to start. And you have tons of places to praise him. Now you have to be, as far as being optimistic, it's, you have to get to a place where you are looking for God in the details. Yeah. And when you are always looking for God and you are always, you know, seek, seek me and find me and you will, or seek me with your whole heart and you will find it. And yeah. he says that, that's a promise. Mm-hmm. And so you, it, I always am constantly like, God, what are you up to? Mm-hmm. Because you get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm sold out for Jesus. And I am, I'm sold out for Jesus. And yeah. so because of that, it's never, in my opinion, it's never like, man, I've got to just really put on my, my positive pants or anything like that. And yeah. like, God, where, where are you today? Mm-hmm. This is not exactly what I pictured, but I know you're sovereign and I like, I know you're good. And so what do I believe about your sovereignty? Yeah. And if I can trust you and if I'm thankful and I, I really do believe that everything flows out of a grateful heart. Mm-hmm. And it's that verse in the Psalms when it says, I, I literally get before God every single morning. And I, if I was like taught how to pray, I didn't really know how to pray. And yeah. so I was taught how to pray through a, a prayer and fasting season through church, the Highlands. Uh-huh. And, um, one of the things that I, when I go into prayer with God, the very first thing that I do is I never start my prayer with God and be like, Hey God, these are all of the things and these are all of my problems and these are all of this. Yeah. I never do that. Not to say that that's not a bad place, but I'm uh-huh. just saying whenever I was taught, like, you know, and, and you think about the tabernacle and the way that Jesus prayed the Lord's prayer, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Yeah. God, Jesus taught us how to pray. The first thing we do when we go into prayer with God is yeah. we praise him. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think about the verse in Psalms when it says, I enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. Yeah. And when you stop and you praise God, no matter what, like no matter what's going on in your life, you realize uh-huh. that everything that's going around on around you is less, less frightening and scary and threatening and all of the things because you're like, okay, 
Yeah. I'm praising him because I know who he is. Mm-hmm. And when he becomes that person to you and he is real, then everything else is good. I kind of get this thing where it's like, everything's going to be okay because mm-hmm. God wins in the end. It yeah. may not be okay today, but he wins in the end. Uh-huh. And that's all that matters. So I really just call this in my, I don't know if this is correct terminology, yeah. but for me, I'm in an in-between stage. My life here on earth is just an in-between. Yeah. And I tell my husband and my friends and, you know, this all the time. I'm like, listen, if God were to call me home today, I would say, yes, thank you, Jesus. I'm ready because I've seen the best parts of this life. And yeah. I and I, when I say the best parts of this life, I'm talking like when SJ was born, when we found out we were matched with the adoption, when I carried Baron in pregnancy, when I found out I was, you know, yeah. pregnant with Sawyer, I've seen the best parts of this life. And I've also seen the worst parts of this life. And yeah. if I know anything, this world has nothing that it can offer me anymore. Uh-huh. And when you get to that place, ooh, that's, that's like such a big place. When you get to that place, when you're like, there like I think when I grew up I was like I want to get married and I want to have that wedding I dreamed of and I want to have four kids and a white picket fence and a house and I get on Pinterest and I want my house to have a mudroom and like Uh super weird things like that and (laughs) you think all those things and those are all good things but then you get to a place where you're like I think the best and worst of this life and I realize that this world and this earth it can't offer me anymore. And uh-huh. you get to that place where it's like, okay, God, if I don't have four kids and you call me home, it's better for me there than I am here. Yeah. It's better for me. And and a lot of people, I think a, another reason why people get so caught up in the, the hard of this life and they get so dragged down by their circumstances is because it's so easy to get wrapped up in this, like, you'll, you'll live once, this is your one life. And no one's been to heaven, so no one can really tell you about yeah. it. But in reality, you're like, in reality, this life is a vapor. Yeah. And so I'm like, if I'm going to put all of my cards into one life, or if I'm going to put all my cards into something, yeah. I'm putting all my cards into heaven. Mm-hmm. And, and and you know what? If I, and this is what I, I don't understand why people don't have a, a really person in my, not my life directly, but in one of my family members' lives, and uh-huh. he is not a believer. And, um, you know, I, one of the places that I get is like, you know, if, if you die and you don't believe, you have everything to lose. Yeah. You know, you have everything to lose. But if I die and I believe and I put all my cards on heaven, I have everything to gain. Yeah. So good. And, and that's where, you know, I just, like, when I talk to people, I'm like, and one, I don't understand how you can go through childbirth and, and not believe that yeah. <laughs> there's a God, because that yeah. in itself, you're like, there is definitely a God. So, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, that's, I've, I've got everything to gain. And so, you know what, what, I think there's a bird, I'm, I'm really terrible at knowing exactly where verses came from, because I, like, memorize scripture, and I'm like, I meditate on it, and I'm like, man, this is so good, and then it's like, I don't know where it comes from. Yeah. Lamentations. I'm not sure. <laughs> like I forget all the numbers and yeah. anything. But there's this. Oh, sorry, Lauren. <laughs> so there's this verse in um, the New Testament, or I hope it's the New Testament. <laughs> I'm really bad about that. But yeah. it says, "What can mere mortals do to me?" And yeah. that's why I'm I'm out in this world. I mm-hmm. love my husband. I love my kids, and I hope that I live to see them. You know, get married and have kids of their own. But yeah. 
I also am like, what more can mere mortals do to me? And what more can, you know, you, you I used to be scared of Satan. Mm-hmm. And I, I think like a lot of people do get scared and we're like, well, and a lot of people do stuff like this and they're like, don't say it out loud because Satan can hear you. And yeah. if you're like, man, I met, like I had uh, a pastor, um, he ended up losing a child. And I think someone um, came up to him like the, the, the week before he had um he lost his son and yeah. he said something in the sermon like, you know, I haven't experienced great loss and then the next week wow. he, you know, lost his son and someone yeah. came back to him and said, See, Pastor, you shouldn't have said that and I'm like, no. Oh that makes my blood boil because yeah. you wanna look at people and you wanna be like, Satan, yes, Satan has free reign on this earth. Yeah. But we are children of the most high God. Mm-hmm. And and what you know, we don't need to be scared to speak out. We don't need to be scared to rebuke things that need to be rebuked. And we don't need to be scared to put on the full armor of God and tell Satan he has no place here. You may think I'm a crazy person, but <laughs> when I was walking through my miscarriage with Sawyer, like I just, I heard the whispers of, of, you know, are you really sure? Like I heard the same whispers. Yeah. I literally, I mean, I'm sure if anyone was like on my street, they probably would have had me committed, but <laughs> I literally opened up my door and I, my dog was like looking at me. I opened up my door and I, it's okay, Rowan. I'm going to get his pacifier. Okay. I opened up my door and I literally stood there and acted like that I had like a muddy dog in my house and they needed to get out. And I gave the, I was pointing outside and I was like, you get out of my house. You get out of my house. You are not welcome here. Yeah. This is a house that is marked by the, the, the love of God, and you know what? As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, and you are not welcome. So here is the door, and I yeah. slam that door uh-huh. because you were because Satan has to be rebuked in your life, and so that's one of the things that I think uh, that's a really long-winded answer to your question. No, but yeah. it's just the place that you've got to be in. Yeah, so good. I think, and that's. I mean one of the common things in like talking to, you know, all these women who've just gone through really hard things is like when you become wrapped in, like all wrapped up in like the things of this world and what this world has to offer, like you lose sight of like the end goal and like the, you know, the final plan is to be in heaven. And so I think one thing that's pretty much come up in all of them is just like this theme of surrender. I mean, I love the fact, I think you put it like amazingly well and just like, you know, literally calling out to the scene and saying, you're not welcome here because yeah, I think sometimes we kind of you know, do the same thing and we're kind of like, oh, like don't talk about all this hush hush, but it's like spiritual warfare is so real. And like, you have to yes. just be like, you are not welcome. And to, like, I will not tolerate that in my house and like with my people. And so, yeah. And the thing is, is like, this is what I, when I was, when I was walking through my season with Baron, I was like nosedived into Job, yeah. which is an interesting book uh-huh. to nosedive into. But I, it. and I was studying it and I literally was not like reading some person's you know you know uh book on Job I was actually reading the book of Job which is not an easy book to read yeah but one of the things that came up to me was that Satan approached God and yeah. said God give me let me have Job you've done all these good things if I can have this if I can have these things in his life he will he will curse you. Yeah. And here's the thing. This is what I 
what I realized when I read it. Satan does not see can can Satan cannot see the future. He yeah. only lives in the present. If he would have known that Job would have been faithful, he would not have even gone there. Yeah. And so what that shows us in that book is that Satan is only on this side. Mm-hmm. He's only present on this side. He only this is his this is his domain. But the thing is is like God so that's why God was like, Yes, you know, like you can do all of these, you know, uh-huh. you can do this, but you're not allowed to harm him. Mm-hmm. Because one, like we're gods. But that really spoke to me because I was like, this world, like God has enough trust in me. And I know that this is going to sound super weird and some people may disagree with me, but I remember when I was talking to my mom and she had cancer, she had cancer and I was like, like, mommy, I just love you. And this and this and this. And yeah. my mom would turn around at me and she would say, Jamie, I'm so thankful to God for my cancer. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And that rubbed me the wrong way. Uh-huh. And I was like, I, I, I did not like that. And I'm not thankful to God for it. And yeah. I, I don't know what is going on with you, but you need to check yourself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, but I, I get what she's saying. I'm not belittling anyone's grief. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, like, and it doesn't make me miss Baron any less. Mm-hmm. But what I am saying is, is that when you walk through seasons of fire, you have this closeness with God. And I remember, like, I'm, I'm so thankful because had, had we not, like, if heaven wasn't real and we didn't win in the end, I don't think I would be able to say this because I would be separated from Aaron. And there's a lot that goes into this, and I could go on this forever. But when you go through seasons of fire, I'm so thankful for like my mom's cancer because it gave her Jesus. Yeah. I'm so thankful for Baron because he gave me Jesus Mm -hmm. in the most realist, tangible way and his grace and his sufficient grace and all of the things that it taught me. And it, and and God's not always out there to teach us, but I just felt his love. and, And I just, I truly believe that with that blessed day, when he called me home, I have a lot of questions. Don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. I'm going up to heaven. Yeah. And I tell this to my, because I think my sister and I have talked like about having a lot of questions. And I'm like, oh, I have a ton of questions. Yeah. But when I get to heaven, I'm like, there are a lot of things I don't understand this side of heaven. Children's hospitals. Yeah. Cancer. Medicaid. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of things that I don't understand. Yeah. But when I get there, I'm not going, those questions are not going to matter. Uh-huh. He's so good, and it's hold on one second. My dog is barking. Okay. No, man. Um, he's so good, and he's so real. And that side, like everything that I've just like, you know, read and studied about that side, it's like, man, we. I need to be waking up every day and praying for Jesus to come back. I don't need to be waking up every day, you know, thinking that I'm going to be here for the next thirty years uh-huh. because the best thing for all of us Uh, just what are some ways that 
And I mean, this doesn't even have to be like something that I post about, but just like, what are some ways? Cause I've, you know, kind of felt like in this time of my life of like the Lord being like, Hey, all these things are going on and you know, you're like acknowledging them, but what are you doing to like pray about it? Um, and so I would love to know, like, if there are any specific ways that like I can be praying for y'all and, you know, be praying. So sweet. Yeah. And kind of just in this time and. Yeah. Um, gosh, literally when someone's like, Hey, can I pray for you? I'm like, yes. Yeah. Like we all, and, and then it's like, for me, it's like, I, I try and pray for a lot of people. And it's so prayer is just like, I still am trying, my friend and I were talking, um, like the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. I believe in it and all of these things, but that's a whole other, anyways, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. But power of prayer, um, the things that we believe in, um, one, for Jesus to come back. Like, I think we could both be praying yeah. for that. Uh-huh. Um, and then the second thing is, is that, um, so my, or my son has a genetic disorder. Yeah. Um, and I, this is where a lot of people that are going to think I'm crazy, but I believe that Jesus can heal him on this side. No uh-huh. doctor is telling me he can be healed and no one has ever seen it. And, you know, it's really, what do you believe about healing and God, but I believe that God says he can heal all of our diseases. Yeah. And so my biggest prayer every single day, and I'm going to be praying it until Jesus comes back or, yeah. then, you know, or the day I die, because uh-huh. I'm, not, I'm not, no more, my kids are dying before me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just that he is healed in Jesus name yeah. and, that, and that, um, he, you know, will never struggle from this disorder. So that's the first prayer that yeah. he's healed. And then the second prayer is just, I really just want to know God deeper in the season yeah. um, because like it is a, it is a busy in all the, in all the ways you don't want to be busy. Uh-huh. It's busy in the mundane and God is so good in the mundane mm-hmm. and God is so faithful in the mundane and he's trustworthy. And so for me, it's just finding, you know, before I have kids, it was so easy and I'm sure all I'm saying is, well, yeah. look it up because it's so easy to have like hour long prayer sessions with God. And uh-huh. so soak that in because yeah. it is so good. And there an hour long prayer session with God and a five second, Hey, bless me so that I can be a blessing, be with me always and keep me from the hand of the evil one. That's the prayer of job is. And it's like, sometimes that's all I can get out. Uh-huh. But just really seeking God in the season of diapers and laundry and just showing up and being present. And yeah. that would just be such a blessing to me and my husband and just everything. Yeah. And, you know, I'm thinking about you and just all of the girls and, you know, and that we just can all do this life together yeah. and we can do it well uh-huh. you know? and not get caught up in comparison. Oof, that's a big one. Yeah. Oh yeah. 